We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat. So we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. The Lord answer you in time of distress. The name of the God of Jacob defend you. May God send you help from the temple. From Zion be your support. May God remember your every offering. Graciously accept your holocaust. Grant what is in your heart. Fulfill your every plan. May we shout for joy at your victory. Raise the banners in the name of our God. The Lord grant your every prayer. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. It's morning here. I don't know why I said good morning to all of you. I don't know what time of the day you're listening to this. But anyway... Happy day to you. Happy Wednesday. It is another episode of Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about pruning away all the stuff standing between you and the woman that God has called you to be. Today's opening Bible verse was from um, Psalm 20. And um, I just, I love the last line. May we shout for joy at your victory. Raise the banners in the name of our God. The Lord grant your every prayer. Imagine reciting that on Christmas morning, that everything that you planned and saved for and sacrificed for has brought the best Christmas that you can imagine. And it's especially going to be a Christmas that doesn't result in some sort of financial or clutter hangover, that you can honestly sit there on Christmas morning and just bask in the joy of your children, knowing that you had a wonderful Christmas season and Christmas morning that you're not going to regret when the credit card bill comes in January. All right. This is the the ideal is that we cash flow Christmas and we don't bring in more clutter to um, our already cluttered homes. Okay. So today I want to talk about how we can make this Christmas different. And if you want this Christmas to be different from Christmases in the past, you have to go in with a plan. All right. And I know I talk about Christmas throughout the year because I joke that, hey, it's going to be December 25th this year. But every year people get caught off guard financially or just with the stuff. And I know in our own family, I try to budget and I try to stick to a good number of items that the kids are going to receive on Christmas morning. But then I am married to Clark Griswold. And sometimes he will go out in the very last days leading up to Christmas and just go a little bit fun (laughs) with all the things for the kids. He's gotten much better in years past because I'm like, it's just mindless shopping. And I think I, I don't love Christmas. And I think it goes all the way back to when I was a kid because I am not a good gift giver. And I never really felt the true reason for the season as a kid. Christmas in my house growing up was over the top fun. 
I mean, it was a child's dream. I mean, Christmas morning was just unbelievable. But this is back in the 80s, okay? We did not get stuff all throughout the year. You know, if we needed socks, we got socks on Christmas morning. If we needed a new coat, we got a new coat maybe before school started, but mostly Christmas morning. We would get clothing. We would get our toys. On our birthday, we got one thing. So Christmas was really big in our house. Um, But it wasn't ever really tied to Jesus. It was more tied to Santa. And I think even as a child, once I started having my own money to spend on my parents' gifts or my sister's gift, like I just felt myself walking around the mall aimlessly, just trying to buy the best thing I could with the little bit of money that I had. And it never felt like it was a great gift. You know, even as I was giving it, I just felt like it was kind of like, eh, I'm not super proud of this gift, but here it is. I, I know you expect something. And I I don't know, I just, I always had this like pit in my stomach about Christmas and Christmas gifts. And then once I became a parent, all the stuff that came into my house as a result of Christmas was just so much. And it really has taken me quite a few years to bring the love of the season back into my heart because I've really clamped down on the number of gifts and really focused on Advent with my kids and my husband and really making Jesus a part of the season. So if you want to do something similar, whatever your goals are for Christmas this year, let's go into Christmas with a plan. And if you have worked for corporate America, you may have heard of SMART goals. SMART is an acronym for Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound goals, okay? So just like last week when we talked about lean manufacturing and running your home, we can use another technique from Corporate America, SMART goals, to set our goals for Christmas. And for me and probably for a lot of you listening, your goals for Christmas probably include debt-free and clutter-free as best as we can, okay? So I'm going to use, you can use SMART goals in any of your personal goals for Christmas. I'm going to give you an example of a goal. It's a hypothetical family, but I think it applies to a lot of us. I'm going to use the um, the family goal of making it a Christ-centered, debt-free, clutter-free Christmas, okay? So keep that in mind that let's just use the Morton family as an example, okay? Christ-centered, debt-free, clutter-free Christmas, okay? That's our goal. Now, so let's break it down. Let's start with the S, which is for specific. What do I want to accomplish? Again, we want to keep Christ at the forefront and uh, of the whole season, specifically through Advent. I'm, I'm actually pretty good about Advent. If you've listened to podcasts in the past or even my old, old YouTube channels, I go through our Advent um, traditions, and the kids have really, really grown um, to love the giving that we try to do as a family during Advent, and they're not focused really anymore on what are they getting. And um, the Advent used to be like a little craft every day, and I thought, oh, I'm going to lead up to Advent. You know, you might have an Advent calendar where you get a piece of chocolate or a little toy or a little bottle of wine or a little thing of this. And I was just so sick of like, this is not what the season's about. It's not about like another treat every single morning. And so I thought, let's 
turn this ship around and start making it more service and Christ-focused. So that's what we started doing a few years ago. Um, why? Okay. Why is this goal important? Um, I think for us, because it's our job as parents to pass on the faith and to be a living example of our faith. If you want your children to be practicing Catholics when they grow up and leave your home, you have to be a practicing Catholic. And not just in dragging them to church every Sunday, but like in the way you speak to yourself, in the way you speak to your husband, in the way that you speak to your friends. You know, I, I saw a great meme the other day where it said, you know, be the kind of friend that prays for your friend behind their back and not one that gossips about your friend behind their back. Like, imagine if your kids witnessed you praying for your friends behind their back um, as opposed to gossiping or, you know, slandering somebody in your circle. All right. Um, who is involved with this? So this is still all under this the category of specific. So for us, it would be the whole family. Maybe even the grandparents and the aunts and uncles and the cousins are on board because I think this the whole different episode is kind of talking to grandparents about gifts, but I think over time, both sets of grandparents have come to realize that like, I'm not big on stuff. It stresses me out. <laughs> it's not a blessing to me. So we, um, I know from my husband's side of the family, his parents, they get us a week at the beach and all 18 of us, we go to the beach and for Christmas, maybe the kids get a, a little, um, a homemade gift, you know, like bathrobe or some slippers or something that's a lot of work, but it's not like we're being inundated with a thousand things. Okay. So we focus on that's our time as a family as we come together one week in the summer and we have a great time at the beach. My side of the family, we do a little bit more gifts on my side of the family, but for the most part, um, it's very simple and people have come to realize that like, it's just too much. Okay. So we focus on that, but sometimes you have to have a little conversation with everybody. And if your kids are used to a big Christmas, then you're going to have to get them on board with like, Hey, maybe we're going to be scaling back this year. Okay. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, where is this located? Okay. So if you're going to have a Christ centered debt-free Christmas, um, for our family, that means it begins in our home, it extends into our schools, into the community, and into the whole world. Because a lot of our Advent and Christmas season is that we are giving either our time, talent, or treasure away. So sometimes that might mean that maybe you want to tie up um, scarves or hats to the public bus stop, okay? So then you have some planning and financial planning to do so that you can purchase those scarves and hats. You have to pick a night that you're going to actually go out and do it, but that's in your community. Maybe in the school, maybe your kids write a note to a kid that um, seems like they're a little bit lonely or they know that that kid has, maybe, maybe that child has gone through a divorce in their family that year. Maybe just have your kid write a heartfelt note to that child saying like, um, you know, I love you and I'm, you know, something that they like about them. I love how, you know, you always share your snack. You're always so generous at snack time. You have good snacks. I have like not so fun snacks and I'm so glad that you share yours with me. You know, whatever it is, that can be an activity that the kids do for the day. Writing a note to their teacher, telling them how much they appreciate their teacher, buying their teacher gift or um, contributing to the teacher gift. If it's on a worldwide scale, maybe you give to a charity and the kids sit down with you on the computer and they see the charity, they read about it and you say, okay, we're going to click this button and that's going to send money to that charity and help these kids 
on the other side of the world, okay? So you can make it whatever you want to make it. It might just be that you pray in the international rosary. You know, each each decade is for a different continent, okay? That's a way to bring in your faith and spread your, your prayers throughout the entire world. All right. Um, we, and then you have to, um, which resources are involved, okay? So let's just say you have $1,000 to cover all of Christmas. And this includes the decor, the travel, and the gifts, and any other kind of giving that you're going to give, okay? Um, which, you know, may sound like a lot of money to some of you, may sound like hardly anything to some of you. It doesn't matter. Make up a number that is realistic for your family to stick to for Christmas. But really, I, I, I bet you you're spending way more on Christmas than you realize. You know, I always try to encourage people to do a Christmas audit in January because once you start adding up, all the teacher gifts, all the little things, you know, like even that, you know, I know we have Christmas pajama day at school. Well, guess what? To buy three sets of Christmas pajamas is easily a hundred dollars for me. So that's a hundred bucks right there. Count all of that stuff into your Christmas budget. Okay. And as we get through these things, you'll start to realize like now is when you start planning. Okay. Wealthy people plan. They don't let stuff just sneak up on them, okay? You have to be proactive about where you're going to spend your money and how you're going to spend your money. If you know that your kids are going to need a Christmas sweater at some point, start hitting those thrift stores now because once Halloween is cleaned up, they are going to be putting Christmas stuff out. So if it's a stupid, ugly sweater, don't spend 30 bucks at Target. Go to the thrift store, get a, get an ugly sweater that your kids can, can wear for five bucks or something like that. Or start asking your friends, can we borrow one? Does anyone have one from last year? I guarantee somebody has one, okay? You have to be proactive. It's when you put these things off until the night before that you're at Target at nine o'clock at night dropping 30 bucks on a sweatshirt, okay? Um, the next thing, the M, is measurable. How will I know when it is accomplished? On Christmas morning, when you don't have any new debt and your house is not overrun with new thought, uh, um, thoughtless gifts, you have accomplished your goal or whatever your goal might be, okay? So for our family, that would be the idea that the kids are filled with the joy of the season, that they are singing happy birthday to baby Jesus before they open any gifts, that they feel good about um, maybe we took them to confession, they had a good confession, maybe we went to midnight mass, but it's the whole vibe of the family leading up to Christmas that is going to let me know whether or not we've kind of achieved the Christ-centered part of it. And then the obvious financial part is, are we drowning in new credit card debt in January? Or are we just sitting there on Christmas morning with a, my cup of coffee knowing that everything under the tree is paid for? Okay. Number three, is it achievable? The A in SMART, achievable. How can I accomplish this goal? Plan, plan, plan. Okay. Again, wealthy people plan, broke people react. Okay. <laughs> so you have to be proactive with your time, your talent, and your treasure. Um, let's break it down into the activities and the things that you want to accomplish over Advent and Christmas season. Um, things that you need to purchase, the time needed to bake, to decorate, and to do the activities. Let's say you're really good at making truffles, like chocolate truffles. People drive for miles to come and get your truffles. When you come to a party, they're like, did you bring the truffles? You are known for your chocolate truffles. Like you could have a business 
just selling chocolate truffles to cash flow Christmas. I don't know. It's just an idea. Who knows? But let's use hypothetically, you're going to make truffles for your gifts, okay? You're going to bring them to the family. You're going to bring them to neighbors. Possibly you're going to bring them to firefighters, whatever. Because remember, if you're trying to create a Christ-centered Christmas, bring the kids into it. Like who else in our community would love to have these firefighters? Maybe you have a librarian that just knows the name of your kids and they always say like, hey, I have a great book for you or we got a new book or hey, I set aside drama because I know it's the first thing to be checked out every week, but I saved one for you because I know you've been waiting for it. Okay. Those special people in your lives, give them a little something. Maybe if you're known for your truffles, they um, have heard about them in your town and they're like, oh my gosh, this is the best. Okay. Um, but now we need to, we need to back out of that plan. How many are you going to need? You have to buy the ingredients. Um, are there going to be cards that go with it? Maybe the kids are going to make the cards. Um, if you're going to add an element of faith, let your kids come up with this stuff. Okay. Then you have to pick a day to shop for the ingredients. You have to pick a day to make the truffles and then you have to pick a day or days to deliver them. Okay. Um, so that's what I mean by planning because otherwise it's like, the night before and you haven't done any of these things ahead of time and now you're totally frazzled. And again, when you're frazzled and you're out of time is when you spend money that you didn't intend to spend. Okay. So, and you're just going to, so that was just the truffles idea, but you're going to do that for everything on your list. Okay. You're going to repeat this for every Christmas gift or activity. So maybe let's say for making the truffles, all in, maybe it's $100. I have no idea what the ingredients cost or whatever, okay? But you're going to break down the cost of all the gifts. Um, so let's say 100 bucks, right, for the truffles. That's now you're down to $900 out of your $1,000 Christmas budget, okay? Then you're just going to keep on going with breaking down that budget. So then let's say you have two kids and you know you're going to spend $100 on each child for their actual gifts that are going to be under the tree. Okay, now you're down to $700. What is your budget for teacher gifts. What's your budget for other extended family? What's your budget for the actual Christmas tree and the decor? What's your budget for giving things away? If you're going to be doing activities in your town, um, if you're going to take the kids through driving through the lights, you know, where they go see Christmas lights, um, are you going to go ice skating? Are you going to do all these things add up you guys? So just make a list of what you typically do and break down your budget. And then you have to, um, decide, you know, what's what's our plan to make it achievable, okay? How are we going to financially cash flow this? Do we need to sell some stuff? Do we need to get another little seasonal job? Can we start babysitting some extra kids? Like, what can we do to be able to cash flow Christmas? The fourth one, the R, is relevant. Does this seem worthwhile? Of course it does, right? Because we're trying to keep Christ in Christmas, we're trying to keep the clutter at bay, and we're trying to be debt-free. This is all relevant stuff, okay? So, Sometimes if we have goals in other areas of our life, maybe they're not quite so relevant and you say like, why are we even doing this? Like, this isn't even a goal for the family. It's not who we want to even be, okay? Like, just make sure it's it's relevant to your family and to the type of child that you would like to raise. You know, like, look at the big picture. Look beyond Christmas morning. What do you want your kids to remember? The toys under the tree are not going to be played with probably past March. So what bigger better gift can you give your kids? Give them the gift of their faith, okay? Show them faith in action. They will never forget 
giving money to a homeless person, looking that person in the eye and handing them money or handing them a hot meal. Okay. It's, these are the things, you know, serving up in a soup kitchen. These are going to be the best memories that your kids will take away from their childhood. If, um, if that's your plan. All right. Is this the right time to be doing this? Okay. Let's be realistic. Do you have time to make homemade truffles? Okay. That sounds like a great idea. And maybe you go spend the hundred dollars on the ingredients, but when have you put it on your calendar that you are going to actually make these things? Because the worst thing that can happen is that you're now down a hundred bucks and you don't have the time to actually make the truffles and you're sitting on all these ingredients and then you end up running out and buying gifts for people anyway. Okay. Be realistic with um, your time and your treasure. Um, Also with kids, is this the right time? Is this the right time to say we are going to have a more simple Christmas? There is never an awesome time once your kids have gotten used to Santa. Okay. If your kids are used to a big Christmas, it's hard. I'm not going to lie to you. But I will also tell you that it's a little awkward for the first 20 minutes of Christmas morning. And then you know what? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Your kids are going to play with like one or two of their favorite things that they got that they really wanted. And then that's it. Make it about the breakfast. Make it about celebrating. Um, I know I always get them a Shutterfly book from our vacation that we took that year. And that's the gift that everybody fights over. Everybody wants to see it because I haven't even seen it. I leave it in the Shutterfly box when it arrives at the house. So I don't even see the final product until Christmas morning. So the kids know what the gift is, but they're still super excited. And they're excited to see the different quotes that I pulled out or the memories that I shared. You know, sometimes it's just pictures, but sometimes it's little funny things from our story. Um, We still have family jokes from vacations from years ago because they're in the Shutterfly book and it just kind of keeps them fresh in our minds. We're like, oh my gosh, remember like in Chattanooga, we were fishing off of the back. The the Tennessee River was in our backyard and my daughter would wake up every morning, go fishing. And we would call this fish that just kept stealing her bait, big whiskers. And then we came to find out that the state catfish was caught, the record setting catfish was caught in like our backyard and we went to the tackle shop and the guy was like you're gonna need stronger line like that thing's like 500 pounds like if he if your daughter actually gets him on the line like she needs to be wearing a life vest (laughs) we were like oh my gosh you're kidding so that became the joke for the whole week was like catching big catching big whiskers and that's the kind of stuff that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. I couldn't tell you one other thing that they got for Christmas that year, but I know that they got the Shutterfly book from Chattanooga and we laughed about Big Whiskers for the whole morning. All right. So um, just kind of have a simple conversation with the kids. You know, It doesn't have to be big and, you know, like you don't have to get all into your finances with your kids. You just say like, you know what? We really want to focus on keeping baby Jesus as as the center of our Christmas this year. So everything you're doing, think about Jesus. Even if you're going ice skating, just say like, you know what, before we get on the ice, let's say a little prayer that we thank God that our bodies can physically do this. Like, believe me, there was a time in my life where I could not walk across my kitchen because of my rheumatoid arthritis. You never take your health for granted again when you've been through something like that. So just pause before all the fun things and just say, you know, thank you, God, for for this. If you're going to go driving around looking at Christmas lights, I always cry. I don't like I could cry right now. You know why? Because I'm so grateful 
that there are people that put so much time and talent into decorating just for other people's enjoyment, just so other people can slow down and be like, look at those Christmas lights. Like, give thanks to the Lord for those people, okay? And just teach your kids in all of these little moments of their day that this person, total stranger, is a blessing to your family because they're adding to your Christmas, right? Okay, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> the last thing is the time bound, the T. What is your target date, okay? Is it Christmas morning? Is it that you're going to, um, as you, let's go back to the truffles example. As you pay for the truffles, is it cash float? Or are you going to put on a credit card debt and worry about it in March? No, you're not. You're going to make sure you have the cash to pay for the things, okay? So maybe you have little goals all throughout Advent so that on Christmas morning, everything is paid for. If you do put stuff on a credit card, make sure that there is a plan for that bill to be paid in full in January, okay? Um, and that's it. Set your dates um, for earning and spending the money throughout this Christmas season. And also make sure you're setting the dates for any sort of decluttering. So if you know your kids are going to each get two gifts, two toys or something like that, then set a, set a day in Advent where you say, okay, let's... Let's declutter two things. Bring mommy two things that you no longer play with and that another child might want to play with. And we can donate those, okay? Take your kids with you to the donation center and drop it off, okay? And then maybe say a prayer for the child that eventually will get that, that gift, okay? You don't know who's going to end up with it. So say a little prayer for them, okay? All right, guys, that's the episode for today. I hope that you are inspired to go into Christmas with a plan and set smart goals. All right. Have a great day and I will see you on Saturday for a five minute declutter with me. Take care.